Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And this is brought to you by the Believe Network. Every team, every topic, everywhere. Hashtag, do you believe? Now, without further ado, let's talk sports. Amateur hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the unshadowed episode 78. We had recorded a episode uh, that was lost to the uh, void of the internet. So somewhere, episode 78 is out there. This is its replacement. It's, we threw it We threw it to the shadow realm. We did throw it to the shadow realm. Maybe one day we'll get that file back and release it for everybody. Just know it's out there. We put in effort last week, but it's not around. So, folks, uh, everyone, welcome and welcome back. You may notice that we have a new look. We got a facelift, if you will. A brand new logo on a brand new network. <laughs> Shrey is uh, pulling his the skin of his cheeks back. You know, I need I might need a facelift at some point. Who knows? Yeah, get a little under eye filler. Get a little yeah. uh, you know smile line tired. filler. I feel yeah. a little tired recently. Go full, uh, yeah, just full bore. We are now we are now a member of the Believe Network family. I cannot explain to you how excited I am. I try super excited. Yeah, this is an awesome opportunity. This is something that for those of you that don't know, Amateur Hour was born if, when me and Trey were an undergrad in college. Uh, we, you know, became friends. We talked about sports a lot. And then we had this weird idea. We're like, well, why, why don't we just make a podcast about sports? And we had it a little bit in undergrad and it was revived during the COVID years. Um, and when we were sitting at home with nothing to do, we're like, let's talk about sports every week. And it was really just about two guys just kind of like shooting around, talking about sports, just making something as like a passion project. And we've done this pretty much every week with minimal breaks and, you know, really for holidays and things like that yeah. um, for well over a year now. And <laughs> it's I, I never thought that we'd be picked up by a nationally syndicated network. So I'm thrilled. Yeah. Huge, huge thanks to the believe family for believing in us and uh wow. we're gonna we're gonna get this thing rubbed up we're gonna rub up those fryers i'll tell you that rub up those fryers <laughs> i want to make you proud dad <laughs> 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 all right so uh like i said in the intro this is a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports a couple amateur takes but our takes are pretty good i would say uh we do a couple weekly segments we have a new one revolving around fantasy so all of you uh sports betters and fantasy heads rejoice because now you'll be getting our amateur takes which listen to them don't listen to them i was right last week i just want to throw that out there i mean i'll tell i'll tell you what considering some of the consensus experts out there you might as well add an amateur take in there because who knows is going to be right at any point in time i'm listening to the same take that i'm like i don't know if i actually believe that one so. And they are sometimes wrong. I'll say it. <laughs> Nobody can predict. That's why I don't bet on sports. Anyway, we're going to get right in. We're going to get off with our first. We're going to start off with our first weekly segment, the weekly high. So every week, Shrey and I take turns doing the highs and lows. We have both a sports high and a personal high. So you can get to know us a little bit better as people because there are some humans behind this podcast. Shrey, let's get the good vibes rolling. Start off with the weekly highs. The Weekly Highs. 
All right, Max. So let's start wow. with the wow. Yeah, let's start off with uh, let's start off with a personal high of mine for this week, and it's that you know, I went out to the grocery store this week and uh, had to buy a cake for a birthday, and okay. I found I found a cake that I like. Normally, I go kind of classic, maybe like a red velvet, right? Like if you're getting a grocery store cake, like normally, like the ones I I usually take into account: red velvet, carrot cake. Carvel ice cream cake, something like that. Not sponsored by Carvel. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but I found a cake and it was a store brand cake. And I was like, I was like, I, I don't, I've never really seen a cake where they take different types of cake and they split it into the quarters Whoa. of the circle. So That's I was advanced like, advanced caking, advanced caking, advanced caking, especially for something store bought where it's like not a specific brand and they're doing it because. They're upselling. They right? have four like flavors of cake in one cake. So it was like a, so it was like each quarter was a different cake. Wow, um, that's a crowd and, pleaser. That's was, you know typically people can't make everybody happy. You just made yes. everybody happy. Yes, and it was the same price as like other cakes that had only one flavor. And I was like, why wouldn't you get the four flavored one? Yeah, clearly there's only one option here, and it's four flavors of cake. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't get a four flavored cake is dead to me. <laughs> I don't understand, Shay. This is a revolution in food science. A no, four-tiered... no, yeah, and 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 yo, that might be the next crate. That might be the next like evolution. Is like a different layer. Oh, with eight, with eight quarters of cake. Yeah, yeah, all different. So, right, right, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. So, <laughs> so the layers go vertically I'm and running out of flavors. <laughs> Help! I'll never. I'll I, for the time I'm eating this cake. I'll never be bored. Mm. All right. No. I still got leftovers. Like oh, and it's not like the same as last time. So I'm like oh, perfect. It's like a new cake. I just started over. Mm-hmm. More people need to do multiple flavors of cake in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that needs to be a thing. It can't like for the prices that cakes are nowadays. Yeah, the cake inflation, you gotta you gotta give me more cake. In this economy. <laughs> All right, so what about sports? What's good in the sports world? Ooh, so a couple things in the sports world. Uh for my sports high, I actually am going to take parentheses, S parentheses, make that a plural highs. And I'm gonna do um first the Las Vegas Aces. Congrats to oh, them. Congrats to the, yeah. Uh stacked mm. team. And that was a that was a that was a tough series Kelsey too. Plum, that's a, my love. That's <laughs> yo yo. Have you seen her throw a football? I, I know. <laughs> yo, exactly. That, that video of her throwing a football is crazy. She she can throw. She can she can sling that thing. She's got a cannon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're they're, they're a great team, right? MVP uh, Aja Wilson. Uh, so dominant. Just a dominant performance, and you know, a tough fought series for both teams too. Hey, props to the Connecticut Sun for 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 forcing that kind of game four. Yeah, because I thought I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna lose in, in three. I thought they to be honest they were gonna get swept. Not that they're a bad team, but the fact that the Aces were so and also Becky Hammond, first year head right. coach, took it all the way to the top. Wow, she's yeah, she yep. looked, you know pop top pop taught her good. And she she's pop just taught a her great. Good. She's just a great basketball mind to begin with too. So. I can't wait for the day where she gets an NBA coaching job. 
I was gonna say as much as I love Ime Udoka, I was I was remember we were vying on this podcast, we were vying for her to come to the yeah. NBA, specifically to the Celtics. Yeah. She knows and, what's up. She knows yeah. what's up. And and clearly, like she can win. She's gonna she, I think she's gonna win at any level. So I think I, I'm I'm we're just waiting for that day where she gets an opportunity to to coach uh to coach an NBA team as well. Mm-hmm. But congrats to them. And then also, um, this just happened today. We're recording this on Tuesday. Zdeno Chara officially retires from the NHL. Um, being Bruins fans, Max, Zdeno Chara was a staple mm-hmm. of Bruins, of of Boston sports mm. for for over a decade, right? When you think of the 2000s and you think of each Boston sports team having a having a a pillar you think of Zdeno Chara you could probably pick between Bergeron and Chara but Chara was really like when you think of like stature and what it meant to be like gritty as a defender and you know like that type of player uh Chara embodied everything that you Mm -hmm. want from an NHL player and he played 24 25 years you know, one of the last players to be in the like players to be a part of the nineties, uh, has has retired so officially, and he retired as with the one day contract with the Bruins. So that's a yeah, that um, was cool. That's yeah. a cool. That's a cool. It's thing a one day contract just to retire with the Bruins. Yeah, yeah. So you know, congrats to to both the Aces and Zdeno Char on on a mm. wonderful season and career. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I'm going to turn the vibes down uh, and I'm going to bring things to the lows. <laughs> the lows. All right, so for my personal low this week, I uh, had a playoff game in one of my basketball leagues that I still play in as a young, sprightly man, uh, and we lost. We lost in the first round. Um, we had been having problems, and this is the same team that I won a championship with in a different league. And everybody's talking about how we wanted more competition. We wanted a better competition. So we went to one of the best leagues in Arizona. And, uh, oh, we finished the season at 500. We had some games that we – we had two games that we rolled over and died. And we had a couple other games that we just didn't have enough. Uh, you know, both from, like, you know, player absences, slight injuries, and mm. then just not playing together. We get to the playoffs, and this was a team that – I had another low earlier on the podcast that was uh, 41 to 14. This was the same team. We only lost by seven, but it still, still hurt. So dang, tough, tough. I know no, that's tough. I, I missed mean, a couple open jumpers. It, it's, it's tough. The competition definitely, I'm assuming was way better within this league. So, Oh, within this league. Yeah. And people, guys on the team, when we played in the other one, they're like, Oh, we need better comp. We need better comp. We go to this comp and we're, there's some games we got smoked. <laughs> They're asking. They're asking for the. They're asking for the lower comp next time. <laughs> hey, yo! Can we go back to the uh, the other league? What's uh, what's you know good? What? I, you know, dude. I just wanted to play for fun. I didn't think it was this serious. <laughs> for my sports low, I don't know if anybody saw this, but Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars, college stud, champion, right? Long hair, beautiful hair. Uh, his pregame speech from this past Sunday. That I don't even think that could inspire a group of people to walk through an open door, <laughs> let alone run through a wall. He was like, all right, guys. He like walks out. There's no hype. There's no energy. Like quiet, quiet player line walking out into the field. He's like, all right, guys, uh, let's let's play with some swagger. 
and let, let's get after it. What? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. That's my sports low. If that's your leader, if that's your guy, if that's what the team is invested in. And he's like, all right, guys, let's play with some swagger. Yo, wow. I'm sorry. He hit the I'm, caps lock. He hit the caps lock on that sentence. <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point. Exclamation. <laughs> so that's my sports low. Although we're going to talk about the Jaguars today, but uh, yeah. All right, so let's dive right into it. Let's get our forks and knives out, folks. Let's dive right into the meat and the potatoes of our podcast. Let's start with the San Francisco 49ers. So as you know, uh, last week, San Francisco 49ers suffered uh, a major injury to one of their running backs. This week, they lose another running back. Uh, so the, what do you call it, Trey? A curse? Oh, yeah, that, they're definitely cursed uh, with, with running backs. But then also... Max, they they have they have a little bit of a bigger problem this week with the injury injury. Oh department. yeah. Oh, it's not just Ty Davis Price, their running back that got injured. Their their rookie quarterback, somebody who they were looking to lead them into the event horizon, Trey Lance, is injured. Out. Down. For the season. Season ending injury. He got he's gonna get surgery and that's it. He we will not see him until twenty twenty three. Yeah. And that is a freaking bummer. I mean, he's like you see in basketball, the new prospect, Chet Holmgren, right? Mm. These guys who you're like, you're hyped about. You want to see him play. Week one, I didn't mind what Trey Lance did. That was a tough game against Chicago, right? They're playing in the rain. It, it was tough conditions. I thought he made some mistakes, but hey, there's a little bit of nerves under that. Right. Week two, now he's out. Yeah, difficult situation. I think the hype definitely didn't show into like it wasn't you know put into fruition in that first game right he was kind of all over the well, place especially yeah it was shaky but it wasn't anything overly concerning like it felt like something That's he could I'm definitely saying, grow right? upon uh, i think people exactly. took that uh way too far over the past yes. week regarding regarding yep. his performance but uh he had 13 rushes in that game right and that's something that they were really kind of focusing on is is getting him involved in the run game mm -hmm. and i mean that's what happened with this injury was he uh a rushing attempt that he went down on and ended up fracturing his ankle in multiple places so it's one of the it's one of the concerns with the running quarterback is the hits that they take right we talked about it last week which obviously didn't air but when we talked about <laughs> uh, josh allen right and some of the hits he was taking that you know that's something to look to like he obviously he has a bigger frame than trey lance does um but it goes it goes comes with the territory of you know how many hits can this person take uh especially as they get older but you know age wasn't the issue with trey lance in the situation it was more just that he was kind of put in an unfortunate position and and broke. Well, injuries happen yeah. yeah injuries happen but you know what the upside of this injury is we got a little bit of the Jimmy G and we got a Jimmy G time. Jimmy G came out and Jimmy G and the 49ers smoked the Seahawks 27 to seven. Yeah. It's literally almost, it's literally almost like the guy didn't leave. He's back in like that, like peak form. He looked great. He was making great passes. I, I thought he was done to be honest with you. I thought Trey Lance coming in, they're going to do Jimmy G like a little bit and maybe in certain situations, maybe in some blowouts, mm -hmm. give Trey Lance a little bit of rest, let him get his legs under him. Maybe, Kind of a mentor role. No, Jimmy G comes out now. Nah, he's that guy again. What do you think? Do you think he's going to carry them through the season? Or 
Well, yeah. I, well, I definitely think that this makes them more consistent from the beginning, right? He obviously knows that offense. Uh, there's going to be less growing pains considering we know what he brings, right? He's not flashy in a sense, and he, his upside is very limited. But his floor isn't something that you can be concerned about from a winning standpoint. He's won games before. Regardless of how he's played, they've won those games, and it's mostly to do with that they they have a pretty good defense. You know? Right. He's not a Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's another, that's another story. I don't think anyone wants to be him right now. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> it's it's gonna be something it's gonna be something to to look into because you know obviously they were really spreading the the rock from a rushing standpoint with that first game with Lance getting rushes Debo Samuel uh, they had Elijah Mitchell right and obviously Elijah Mitchell went down we talked about that but now they have Jeff Wilson right and then they had Ty Davis Price but now two of those big rushing you know components are gone. So this is their bread and butter. They run the football. Regardless of Debo Samuel being a great receiver, they want him to run the football. Regardless mm-hmm. of Brandon Ayuk, they want him to run the football. So um, this is something that uh, is going to be interesting on how they spread the spread the love, I guess, in terms of carries. Um, I still think Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, from a fantasy standpoint at least, uh, you, you're, you're going to want him on your team, regardless of whether you start him or not, just – because of the volume, I think he uh, these injuries actually up his volume a little bit more, or at least keep him consistent. So right, and the every lady who watches football is not going to be mad that Jimmy G is back. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. So let's go over to uh, the UFC. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, um, Friday night fight night. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if anybody caught the game this past weekend, but Mike Evans uh, is now watch suspended. out, watch out, Mike Evans, watch out, watch out. Mike Evans slithering like a snake <laughs> out of the sideline, out of nowhere. Uh, so a little bit of beef going on over, well, not just, you know, a while. Years. Marshawn yeah. Lattimore, years, and Mike Evans do not like each other. It is on a personal level. So when the Bucks go down to New Orleans, the Big Easy, and play the Saints, uh, what was it? It was Tom Brady started getting into it with Lattimore. And Mike yeah. Evans, literally out of left field, comes in, boom, whole team, benches cleared. Just this big mosh pit of a fight right in the middle of the field. That thing got ugly. And this is actually after a few tough hits for Lattimore on Evans earlier Mm. in the game. You could see the tensions and the pressure ramping up because that guy was not giving him an inch. And it got really physical before it got really physical. So, you know, sometimes I watch football with friends and they're always like, let's see some fights. But you don't see like a fight fight too often. You know what I mean? Yeah, NFL. like there's very there's very uh, limited occurrences of that type of like pushing fight, right? Like you That's you scale, see skirmishes yeah. and stuff, and people getting into it, yeah, right. Like I think of like the most recent one being uh, Javon Javon Wims, or he was like a Bears wide receiver, and he went up to no, it was a Saints cornerback, and he did like a he like ripped his helmet strap and kind of like started punching him, and like it was kind of out of nowhere. But yeah, like a real pushing fight. Like I think of like Andre John- Andre Johnson, Cortland Finnegan type of like going at blows type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> Mike Evans, dude, <laughs> you know, Marshall Lattimore lives in his head rent 
free. Rent free. Rent free. Every time. These are division rivals too, right? Yeah. Every time they play each other, uh, obviously <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike Evans is the, the number one wide receiver for, for the Bucs and Marshawn Lattimore is the number one cornerback for the Saints. So they're faced off. They're faced off again on the line. Most plays, if not all of them, right? And man, Marshawn Lattimore has given that guy fits, right? And Mark, Mike Evans is tall. He's six four. You know, he's in the you know upper. He's in the mid two hundred. Like he's two twenty, two thirty type of type of player. He's tall, but Marshawn Lattimore just knows how to use his body and you know uses momentum, and he plays him really well. And he hasn't had and Mike Evans hasn't had any many good games against him. I could think of maybe one off the top of my head. Well, and he wasn't having was, a good game in this one either, man. No, he wasn't. That whole game, Shrey, it was it was really interesting. It got to what the fourth and yeah. it was three to three. Oh, <laughs> it was no, it was a tough game to watch. It was just <laughs> it was like so bad. It was just punt. Punt. It was bad. It punt. was one of Brady's it was a tough game, Brady game. Well, it was a tough game until you get fourth quarter Tom, and then he just starts literally throwing dimes. They finished final score twenty to ten. Yeah, so which the is, fourth quarter was awesome. Yeah, which is weird because that was after Evans got, got ejected suspended or ejected. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, he ended up getting suspended. But after he got rejected, that was the touchdown to Perriman, and then they had the defensive touchdown as well. So, um, I, it, it was interesting. Well, you know, I Tom Brady. I mean, he's the GOAT. You can't dispute it. And so now there's a new report of Tom Brady himself taking a day off. So every Wednesday, it seems like from here on out, Mm -hmm. Thomas Bradethan will now be be taking Wednesdays off for the rest of the season. It looks it looks like that's a it's going to be a continuing thing. He's just going to get that Wednesday off. So tomorrow Tom Brady's off. Yeah. If you want to talk crypto with Tom, tomorrow he's open. <laughs> now's, now's your chance. Hey, guys, I'm Tom Brady. This is sponsored by FTX. Check it out. That's every commercial he's in now. Insert Patriots reference here. <laughs> hey, they still want me back. I'm Tom Brady. Thanks, FTX. So, yeah. I don't so know, I mean, are you, that's load management for the NFL. I don't – because I love Tom Brady, I don't hate it. But if I didn't love Tom Brady, this is going to give all the haters be like, "Wow, he's so soft." But also, like realistically, is that necessary? No, it's definitely not necessary. And we know that he's kind of, you know, taken a step back from football, regardless of regardless of the performance. Right? We know like he can win in any condition, and this has nothing to do with the performance of the Bucks or like you know what I mean. Like when we when we have this conversation, like the Bucks are going to be the Bucks, especially in that conference. There, right. we don't expect anything less. But the fact that he is getting that day, right? I think it speaks more to, you know, like you know, you know what I mean with the the family stuff that's been going on with him and it's been publicized, right, by him and Giselle and everything. I think he's trying to get the Bucks to kind of give him some time back because that's the only way he's gonna be able to continue playing football without right. there being some sort of some sort of like more issues in a sense. I think he needs to get for him to, I guess, have a, you know, have some more peace on that front. Yeah. Right. Family, family wise. I think he's going to have to get more time during the week rather than just off season, you know, get a chunk of time. Oh, this was by order of Giselle Bundchen. There was no, also, did you know that she dated Leonardo DiCaprio? And then she, Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yep, she did. I do know she that. turned 23 or 24 and then they broke up. I mean, that's um, a that's an obvious statement. You don't even have to put that. Yeah, you didn't even have to. Yeah. I've seen so, the, the timelines are the timelines are insane and canny. <laughs> yes. Yes. But anyway, yeah, that's that is by order of Giselle. She said, Tom, I need you here every Wednesday. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am. Thanks, FTX. <laughs> all right so i want to so i know i talked about trevor lawrence a little bit earlier today on my weekly lows but apparently his rousing pregame speech was enough to get the jaguars to shut out the indianapolis Colts. now i want to focus less on i mean that's great for the jags they're one and one we also have a competition this year to see who's going to do better the detroit lions or the jaguars mm-hmm. so far they are tied uh the jaguars lost to the commanders detroit beat them so that's funny but what we want to focus on right now is a little bit more about the Colts. Their record is one loss and one tie. Uh, watching the games, you know, you got Matty Ice at the helm. That's cool. He's not, like, even last week with the tie, he's not, like, I don't know. Yeah, he, I mean, he he was definitely not good. Like, I well, think that three interceptions and less than 200 yards is like pretty bad. And yeah, I know he was bad. Completion. He was bad. Right. But, um, but the week the fact, before he wasn't that bad. Right. Right. And I think it, it, it says more about kind of the team as a whole, right? You kind of know what you're getting from Matt Ryan. You weren't going to have him find the fountain of youth. Right. Like, right. Not like Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> Not like Tom Thanks, Brady. Thanks, FTX. Right? Right, like Matt Matt Ryan has been on a has on been on a pretty, I guess he's been declining. I, I would say it was steep, and now you know what he is. But the team, the team just is 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 a running team, right? It's built on the run. It's built on Jonathan Taylor. It's, it's really as Jonathan Taylor goes, that team goes right. It's but like mm-hmm. they haven't had a, a huge talent at quarterback since Luck left. Right, they've been trying to stop gap with with these quarterbacks that, you know, are either aging or, you know, are trying to find a second chance somewhere and, and trying to figure it out that way. But right. they bottled up Jonathan Taylor, at least the Jaguars did yesterday. Um, sorry, this week. And that was really, you know, the huge portion of the game, regardless of the Matt Ryan mistakes, which obviously didn't help. Jonathan Taylor could have, when you think of Jonathan Taylor versus Jaguars, right. It, that Everyone should be thinks easy that, money. That should be um, nom, 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 nom. yeah. Sorry. But that Jaguars defense has definitely um, looked all right. Like obviously against the the Commanders, they were kind of so so right, and they kind of play. It was more of an offensive game, right? Against the Colts, they were really good. So well, yeah. But I mean, I think there's two there's two there's two differences for me. It's right. It's like yes, you know, Jonathan Taylor had a bad week. He goes from you know. 161 yards and a touchdown to 50 yards. He looked like Zeke out there. And this is just want to throw that out there uh, for every fantasy manager who has Zeke. I also have Zeke. Uh, this is week two of him posting like 50 and change yards. That's it. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. But anyway, that once Mike McCarthy gets fired, that'll change. Hopefully that. And then losing uh, Michael Pittman Jr. I think was really kind of the nail in the coffin for the Colts, yeah. right? You look at the receiving core, and yes, Matty Ice was terrible, but there were some plays where, like, okay, it wasn't entirely his fault. And if you lose yeah, one of your he, stars. He was thrown to, like, Ashton Doolin and Paris Campbell, and yeah, it's, exactly. just not, it's just not enough. Who? It's just not no, enough. I'm so, 
Right. And Pittman should be, he, he's questionable to come back for week three. You need him at this point. So yeah. Colts, uh, not looking great. I'm not going to lie to you. Not looking great. <laughs> so I want to go on to our fantasy section. Uh, quick review. Stray and I are going to share our uh, top pick and then our sleeper pick. I want to review last week for me. Uh, top pick was uh, Mr. Cooper Cup who posted the exact same fantasy score as he did in week one. It was 31.8 or 31.5 fantasy yeah, points yeah. in a PPR league. Uh, that was a pretty easy pick. He went off. I know he had that, um, you know, he got he got stripped at the end of the game. Um, but that's okay. He's still an absolute yeah. monster. And my sleeper we'll, we'll pick... We'll give him a pass. We'll give him a pass for being the second-ranked uh, wide receiver in, in oh, football. Oh, no. The guy's insane. The guy's insane. Um <laughs> for uh for my sleeper pick last week i picked michael thomas again you guys didn't have this i'm not doing this retroactively i swear this is what i said michael thomas was my sleeper pick uh he ended up having he like for most of the game i kept checking he was at like eight points i was like oh no uh he ended up with 18 and a half so that could have been a great wr1 and wr2 if you had him or wr1 and a flex pick um he had a great and- week and one thing about Michael Thomas, Max, quickly, is that he's been getting some really good targets, like like impactful targets. And these are like touchdowns and red zone targets that he's been getting. So that's really what's been helping, even though the yards aren't like old Michael Thomas. Right. The the he's receptions the that he's plays. getting are impactful. Yeah. So Yeah, the only problem is that he has Jameis Winston throwing to him. Who's hurt? I, he has like four fractures, is what I heard, and he's still playing. I don't know how long they're going to continue that. I heard the doctor say there's no way. Yeah, there's no way that he's going to uh re-injure himself. But I'm like, "Oh, four back fractures? You're saying there's no way in a football game that he has a chance for re-injury? That's a tough thing to sell." So, you know, I'm I'm looking. I think who's their I forgot who their backup QB is now. They I know they traded Ian Book. Oh, Dalton. Andy Dalton. So, you know, I would see if he's going to continue to be questionable. One of these games, he may not feel right, and Andy Dalton may have to come in. I don't know how big the drop-off is there on a one-game, maybe two-game type of deal, but we'll have to see how Michael Thomas deals with that uh, deals with that QB change if it potentially happens. Yes. All right, so Shrey, for this week, for your picks, uh, who, do you, who are you going with? Yeah, so uh, I don't want to. Okay, I will. I'll, I'll, my my picks last week were <laughs> uh, pre, I will say pre-injury, pre-whatnot, and I had Michael Pittman against Jacksonville. I thought that was a good matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. He ended up not playing, and so when we didn't release it, I was like, thank God, because that would have been horrible advice. And then my sleeper was Tyler Boyd, and that was at the time when we thought T Higgins was going to be out with the concussion, he ended up playing T Higgins had a really good game and was mm. saved by that touchdown at the end. Um, so obviously would not have been great advice, but this week, hopefully barring any injuries, uh, this will be a, a better set of picks. Mm. Um, Give them to me. Yeah. So for this week, I got my guarantee pick. I, I'm actually going to go with David Montgomery. David right. Montgomery is facing the Houston defense. Um, obviously, he's going to be better in a non-PPR league, but just in terms of a volume standpoint, uh, we saw last week, or in week one, 
Khalil Herbert felt like, okay, he was getting a little more touches. He ended up, you know, siphoning a touchdown away from David Montgomery, but then we're back to normal in week two. I think Khalil Herbert had like five touches and David Montgomery had 15 rushes, uh, 16 total touches. So uh, David Montgomery is still your, you know, still a good RB2. He's going to be, and he's still the RB1 for, for the Bears. And this is the Houston defense that gave up. Jonathan Taylor, uh, 31 rushes, 161 yards and a touchdown. touchdown and then yeah. last week uh, gave up five yards per rush to Javante Williams. So not a very good rush defense. And there's a chance for a, definitely a touchdown for, for David Montgomery. So he's going to be my guarantee. My sleeper, uh, my sleeper is going to be Jacoby. Yeah. So this is going to be a deep sleeper. Uh, not, not really a deep sleeper. I think it's going to be tough, a tough decision, especially in terms of a flex. But Jacoby Myers, um, I like him this week versus Baltimore, right? He's going to play more of that slot role again. He had 13 targets versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a good defense, right? And Nelson Aguilar got yeah got off really on I know most of the yards was on that touchdown but there's going to be attention on him coming into this week too against a good Baltimore defense so I'm looking for Mac Jones especially considering the amount of time he's had in the pocket which is little to none to yeah. get the ball out quickly and who's always there in the middle of the field all reliable great hands uh, five six yard gains at a time that's Jacoby Myers I'm looking for uh, another type of game this week, especially against uh, a good a good defense with with Baltimore, and they might suspect more runs, mm. right? Especially mm. of how well uh, Damian Harris played and Ramondre Har- uh, Ramondre Stevenson played last week. So mm-hmm. look for Jacoby Myers to to be a good uh, flex play this week. What what an amateur week! I mean, what amateur predictions? Yeah, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, those are those are great for mine. I'm going to say it again. I wish I had – well, I had Aaron Jones last week. Didn't think he was going to pop off, especially after Green Bay week one. Uh, But Mm -hmm. he popped off. Uh, My guaranteed pick this week, again, is uh, Cooper Cup. Sorry, I I just have to – No, I'm sorry. He is going to tear the Arizona defense a new one. If you watched watched the Cardinals this past weekend, they made a crazy comeback, which we're going to talk about. Uh, but he he is going to tear the Arizona defense a new one. They made Derek Carr. Arizona pass defense made Derek Carr look like the MVP this year. Oh I'm sorry. Gosh. They are they were god awful. So Cooper Cup, I know it's it's like a cheap, but but just expect him to have another 30 fantasy points. I swear. Yeah. He might PBR. He might have his best performance. I know he's had two thirty-two mm-hmm. point performances in PBR. He may go for forty. He might. Yeah, he might have a, a he might Diggs, go for forty like, Diggs esque performance this week. I know Diggs had a. I lost because Stefan Diggs decided to have a career week. Um, Just unbelievable, man. The okay. Titans defense is as as bad as what you probably saw from my Arizona sleeper. Over the past two weeks. My sleeper pick. Yeah, is I have a sleeper, then I have a sleeper sleeper. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My sleeper pick is uh, Joe Mixon this week against the uh, against the Jets. I, again, watching oh, the Jets game. Yeah, that that that's something where he's gonna like he gets those sneaky touches too, especially with so much attention on Joe Burrow and watching pass. It allows when they coach right, especially the Bengals, and they're capable of doing this. They they coach plays I think really well timed to allow Joe Mixon to get some like really good rushes, get some really good slot passes, and gain decent yards. So for me, uh, especially against the Jets where 
I mean, come on. Again, it's the Jets. It, really, what you want to look for in these fantasy picks is kind of like weak defenses. I'm going Joe Mixon against the Jets. My sleeper sleeper. And this this one, it could be total BS. But uh, Pat Fryermuth of the Steelers, he looked like, even against New England, he looked he's looked like a beast. He's playing like an old Gronk. Like, he is a big boy. Uh, and so I'm taking him against the Browns mm. as a flex play. I like that. So I like, I definitely like the mix and pick considering it seems like Sauce Gardner is all right. I know he had some injury concern uh, coming out of last game, but they have two good corners in Sauce Gardner. And I think they have DJ Reed as well. So um, right. they have, they have some really good corners now. I know the Jets team is, is definitely better. So seeing Joe Mixon with the run might be more of a plan this week, especially with and, in. and some dump offs. That Browns defense, too, they have a good defense, too, right? So Denzel Ward, the passing game yeah. might be might, might be if, iffy here and there, especially on the outside. Fryermuth might be a good play, especially for a red zone target. If, if Mitch Trubisky can take him that far, that is the question, <laughs> right? Like, will Mitch Trubisky oh. <laughs> take him that far? Uh, man, he was not good in that Patriots game. No, he was not. He was so, really, really bad. We'll see. <sighs> We've ended our fantasy segment. Lock those picks in. Uh, listen to us because, you know, we, we we know what's up, even though we're amateurs. So I want to talk about a few major comebacks this week in uh, week two of football. It was the Jets, the Cardinals, and the Dolphins. Insane, all of them. The first one, near and dear to my heart, was the Cardinals. That was one of the worst games I've ever watched. Again, the Cardinals defense was incredibly shoddy. It, it was frustrating to watch. It was weird to watch Kyler Murray run around and then inter- get intercepted and then get sacked. Um, and it was just as much as they did come back. I mean, there was a great, there was a strip for a return and that is how they sealed the game in overtime to get to overtime though. Trey, they got bailed out like six times. They had like six attempts to get a touchdown. And you're like, one of these has to connect. Yeah. Some, Kyler Murray almost threw an interception like three out of those six times. Yeah, yeah. And some and some penalties and and then some some little bit of a little bit of ho hokum, if you will. And it then just, I mean and then but the, the last play, right, with zero seconds left, man, like Kyler Murray's just running around. Uh <laughs> someone I think someone someone put on the internet of like he runs kind of like a little kid who stole something and the and and, and won't give it back <laughs> yeah <laughs> people are like i can't stop and see that but man he he's fast and you saw he ran i think i think it was like a three-yard touchdown right when the when there was no time on the clock i already ran like 80 something yards or something like that and that on that one yeah. play just back and forth total so i mean a crazy comeback and I think the end of the game, regardless of how they played, the end of the game was 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 pretty interesting, right? Hunter Renfro, you consider one of the one of the best possession receivers in the league. Yeah. Fumbles not once, but twice in three plays. And the first time they get bailed out, right? And they actually gain yards on that. But then they decide to pass again, right? When they could be running at the clock or when they could be running, you know, running to gain yards and maybe kick the field goal. they the Cardinals have already They've already gotten the the ball. So they could kick the field goal. And he gets he gets like a like a screen and then gets the ball punched out and Byron Murphy takes the ball the other way. And I was I was 
shocked at that ending because defensive touchdown overtime those are always great endings but man yeah a little bit of a sloppy game from both teams but i'm more worried about the raiders in this scenario because man like oh and two oh and two Devontae, also- Ad- Devontae adams was like man, i wish i had aaron back <laughs> why did i take the bag <laughs> he's sitting there just playing like a sad banjo yeah yeah so uh, crazy game but also man raiders raiders play calling needs to needs to be in getting more in shape with uh especially yeah, McDaniels. yeah well a less uh sloppy comeback was for uh tua and the dolphins uh, guy threw uh, uh, six touchdowns overcame a 21 halftime 21 point halftime deficit yeah. got through 300 yards in the second half insane insane what Everybody who's sleeping on Tua is rolling over. They did not get sleep that night because yeah. this guy is in that he had an in he had a career day. I mean, there are people, especially in the New England region, Mac, <gasps> that ha- are clearly putting Mac Jones above Tua, right? And although Tua has really? his flaws, yes, he does. When you put a good team around him, like they have in Miami. He understands how to utilize them, and he's he's gonna have bad games, right? He's not a great quarterback by any sense, of, but he's he understands how to use his weapons. And man, the two receivers that they got for him in two consecutive years, and Jalen Wall and Tyreek Hill, that's gonna be a tough stop, right? Both eleven catches, over one hundred and eighty yards, both of them, and a touchdown. I don't know how you stop both of them. I they, don't. They bought in and they started going absolutely insane. Exactly, yeah. and that's the thing is the buy-in factor. And I think I think if they continue to play, they won't they won't have massive performances every week. But I think they're going to buy in enough that they're going to have a chance to win every week, especially with the team they have. So, hey, the guy, the head coach that looks like he'll fix your computer, Mike McDaniel, <laughs> has got he's, he he has built a culture down there in Miami. I'll tell you what. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have the Jets. Another insane comeback with a minute 30 to go. And they just said, yeah, we're not going to lose this game. The onside kick. How, you, to lose an <laughs> onside kick in these, in this day and age is just... <laughs> it's Benny Hill. It needs Benny Hill music because you, you can't... Like, it just never happens. It happens once in a while, but like... Man, to see the Jets on the side where they win because they they recovered the onside kick is like I've no, it's like an alternate reality. And Joe Flacco putting them in a position to win the game, alternate reality. But he's showing like the Jets have shown that they they have the weapons now, Max. Like this isn't the same old Jets team. They're not going to be an zero and sixteen candidate of a one and fifteen candidate this year. Oh yeah, I, I I really believe that. I think, I mean, they're not the most it's Joe. It's the Joe Flacco hour. They're not they're they're not disciplined, right? They're young, right? Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco is, and Joe Flacco is old, but he's a, you know what I mean. So there's not really an in the middle, but their weapons they have, right? The receivers they have with Davis, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and then their backfield with Carter and Brees Hall. They've assembled some real weapons around around any quarterback, whether it's Zach Wilson when he comes back or Flacco, as long as he continues to be the starter. That um, 
they have a chance to at least play well offensively. Defensively, outside of the corners, it's left to be seen how they'll be able to stop teams. The Browns still scored 30, what, 30 points. So and that's, that's why I'm picking, yeah, Joe Mixon against that. Yeah, so, I mean, they can't stop, they can't stop anybody. Right. But right. they might be able to score some of these in these high-scoring matchups. And that's something mm-hmm. we haven't seen from a Jets team. Normally, they just can't do, they're inept on both sides of the ball. They have more of a. They have what more in the world are we doing out here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. And you know, you love to see these teams like the Jaguars and the Lions and the Jets start to kind of win. It's great. They have usurped the Patriots as uh, winning teams. No, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> All right. So the, no, I yeah, jokes, 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 jokes. The last thing, everybody, that it is time to talk about is. The NBA in-season tournament that has been proposed, and apparently Commissioner Adam Silver is working towards for the 2023-2024 season. So an in-game, er, in-game, in-season tournament would be played throughout the month of November with a single elimination tourney happening in December alongside the regular season. So they would count towards the regular season games, uh, you know, your record. So it's still important to win them. But I think it adds a little bit of oomph to this and adds a little bit more excitement. It's kind of like a playoffs before the playoffs. It is going to give people uh, bragging rights. There are apparently some prizes. I don't know if those are going to be for charity or for the, I think there's some of them are for the players. Some of them maybe I'm sure will play for like some charities. Um, but straight, what do you think about that concept? It's something that I don't think we've ever seen before from the NBA, you know, how do you feel about that? Well, yeah, it's it's not something that really happens in North American sports, other than the MLS. I know the ML has MLS has right, they have uh, their attorneys. Yeah, they have in season tournaments, um, and uh, the WNBA has the Commissioner's Cup. Right. So, this is something that, in terms of uh, you know the four major leagues in in North American sports, it's it's not a concept that no one's really fulfilled. Maybe it's been talked about in passing, but it's not really been something that, that really ha- has happened or really has gone concrete in a sense. Mm. But this is an interesting concept, Max. I know that th- these, as you said, the games count towards the 82 game schedule. So it's not like these will be, you know, extra games that won't count towards the standings and, and, and have a right. They're just of, playing for who has, and there's injury added injury risk. No, it's like part of their regular season schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So in a sense, I think there is some, a little, there will be a little more juice. It's it, it's going to be interesting to see what the prizes will be, right? I mean, you get a new car, yeah, a brand like, new Kia. <laughs> like I want to see, I want to see how creative they can be with the prizes, and if that will add more juice to you know having these players playing in these games like well, and because because right. you may still have the thing of like, oh, I don't like you know what I mean like teams like the Clippers might still say yeah, but we'll still rest Kawhi and Paul George. <laughs> and I think that'll happen. I, I think that'll happen regardless. Like I right. think the teams that are really vying for championships won't care too much about an in-season tournament. They're right. like, no, 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 we won the NBA championship. Yeah, but, but it could be like a rising stars game where you get to see the young guys and the rookies. You know, yeah. the Scotty Barnes and the you know Paolo Bancheros of the world. To... Yeah. So I I, I want to see if this gives uh, teams. Like, I want to see more matchups in a sense that maybe you wouldn't see from an NBA season, right? Like, right. maybe you get one game normally of, like, Houston, Indiana, right? Like, I know that's a bad matchup, but, like, you know, 
Stay, stay with me here. Like of of, of a team of teams that you oh, maybe you wouldn't see multiple times. Oh, God. never mind. Cancel it. We got Houston, <laughs> Indiana. Cancel it. Scrap the whole thing. Adam. Hey, yeah, Adam's on the line. Yeah, what what the heck are you thinking, boy? What? Turn this off. Houston, Indiana. Indiana's not win. Oh my God. Indiana. I swear, Indiana. The only way they're winning anything is if they get geriatric Larry Bird back out on the court. <laughs> That left shrimp. Yeah, but guys, it's dead left shrimp. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, but then, you. but then also, I think, I think it'll start to get more interesting. Maybe in that tournament style format, though, um, when they start to get more single, like the single elimination playoff type thing, type deal, where I think people might want to try at those times, and you might get to see a, a good matchup within, like you might get to see a, an extra, um in a sense, an extra like championship style match. Right. That maybe you wouldn't have seen during the season normally. Right. Like maybe you see an extra game of Celtics warriors or Lakers bucks or something like, you know what I mean? Like maybe you see an extra one of those and it's just, I know like in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be one of 82, but that's something to look forward to, I guess. Oh yeah, no. And it's still bragging rights. And, I'm just going to wait till John Morant wins the whole thing with the Grizzlies because that's exactly where they would excel. Like, oh. Not a series of seven. <laughs> the, no, the one game, they're going to go the, all out. The, Timber, the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. <laughs> the Timberwolves would like a start, word with you. Timberwolves gonna, up 20, lose they're game. Gonna, they're going to start crying at the end of when they win the uh, in-season tournament. They're going to cry tears of joy at the end of that. They're missing, they're missing Pat <laughs> Nev real bad right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right folks well that just about does it for us we're gonna wrap 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 things up you've been listening to another episode of amateur hour a professional sports podcast by people who have never ever ever played professional sports i'm your host max along with stress and we will see you next time peace